Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Uh, It is a gray day here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn, here by the window. Uh, It's been cold the last few days, so when I've been running in the morning, I'm back to the multiple t-shirts and uh, one hoodie and then like weird fleece pullover thing over that when I'm running, which is annoying, and I do laundry more often now, but anyway, that's fine, so it'll be like that for the next five months, four months, whatever, um, but anyway, so yeah, it's been um, chilly, but nice, uh, we've, we had a very, very autumn-like past couple of weeks since the last episode, because um, there was the marathon, there was all sorts of stuff, um, but yeah, I guess we can start with the marathon. Well, actually, the big news was, I think, 13 days ago now, um, Oliver got his uh, first vaccination shot. Uh, we did it at um, City Point in Brooklyn, downtown Brooklyn, on Albee Square, which is City Point is, you know, the, um, or if you're not from around here, City Point is the, is a, like, shopping mall slash tall apartment building uh that was built just a few years ago it's on flatbush avenue and fulton street basically and there's a target in there trader joe's uh alamo movie theater so anyway they also the city rented out some like space in one of the ground floor store spaces basically and um that's where they have this uh vaccination hub so somehow Julie lucked into a good time, which was 1 p.m. on whatever day that was, um, November 5th, I think, and uh, he got it. He was very, like, he had he had sort of, like, mentally prepared himself for it, uh, even though he hates shots like most kids, um, and he was, like, in the zone. He was kind of staring ahead saying, I'm ready for my shot, but then he has this, like, this tendency to stare at the needle and so which I don't get I kept saying to him like don't look at the needle but he kept looking at it and he kept getting more scared and it actually like right before that was about to happen we ended up having to like kind of calm him hold his hands do everything and also like make sure like restrain him and make sure he didn't pull away or jerk away so that half the shot didn't go in and then you have to do it again blah 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 but overall he was very brave and he did it and then they have this like so one person obviously administers the shot but then they have these roving kind of like assistants (laughs) who check you in and do all sorts of things and they kind of gather around a child and when when a shot is successfully done everyone applauds and cheers um like four or five people so it's kind of kind of funny and nice uh so then we went and waited in the waiting area you know, uh, the mandatory, it was 30 minutes for him, for kids, mandatory 30-minute waiting period, and we could hear other kids getting their shots because we could hear the screams, and it was always, like, screaming, 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 and then all of a sudden, five people, like, cheering and applauding, so basically, like, the kids screamed up until the actual shot, and then as soon as the shot was done, they, everyone applauded, uh, and and there was one kid who was terrified. Oh, my gosh, it was, like, like 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 listening to a horror film it was like real terror in his wails uh and then finally 
there was a burst of applause. So he he had gotten his shot. Um, I think it was a he. But um, anyway, so that was nice. And then we celebrated with um, a trip to McNally Jackson Bookstore, which was like about 30 feet down the um, mall corridor from where he got his shot. And uh, I bought a copy of the new the new issue of The Atlantic, which I'm trying to get back into actual magazine reading. Um, it's just so nice to like hold a magazine and read it. Um, and uh, yeah, then we came home, but that was the big news. So he gets his next shot. It's the Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. Um, and then two weeks after that, he'll be quote unquote fully vaccinated. So yeah, we will start maybe actually doing things um, like going to a restaurant, which we have done. If you recall, we did it in Baltimore. So he has eaten indoors at a restaurant one, actually twice because we ate we ate a slice in an empty pizzeria in Saugerties last uh, <laughs> last uh, winter. So he has eaten twice <laughs> indoors at a restaurant. Um, but yeah, so that was the big news. And then um, that weekend was the New York City Marathon, which is always a great day in the city. So I went, I woke up and went running as I always do first thing, and I ran over to Fourth Avenue, which is about mile nine. Um, is it nine? No, no, it's mile six or four. Oh, geez, I can't remember. Fourth uh, Avenue and like Union Street. Um, and I ran backwards along the course, and it was that it was early enough that the racers were the um, the wheelchair racers. So that was cool to see. Um, ran into my friends Fee and Nate and Aluna, um, and Nate's mom, and that was nice to see them. And then, so I came home and that was my run, but I had more marathon in me because my older niece, her school band was, um, playing up at mile 12, which is in Greenpoint at like 11 o'clock or something. So I went up, I took the G train up to Nassau Avenue and hung out with my brother and sister-in-law and younger niece and Coco the dog while the older niece played and it was great. And then after that, I took the G train to Clinton, Washington, where it's mile uh, 10, I think, or 11. And that was that was because I was walking to Prospect Heights, but I did get to see a few blocks of the marathon there. So I actually watched the marathon in three different places this year. Uh, but yeah, I was walking to Prospect Heights because uh, we had our first Garden of the Ark band practice in almost two years it was it had last been january 2020 i think and so we didn't play any old songs we had they craig and um, baxter had well they have a bunch of new songs but they sent four to me and we practiced we played all four and it was very good for a first practice in two years and um, i think we're all pretty excited so um, we don't plan on playing any shows for the foreseeable future because it's such a pain to set those up and um we're so small it's just like it all it is is stress of like trying to get people to come out and no one's coming out to shows right now anyway so um even if you are a big name act which i mean they are but it's like still hard to get people out so we are just a recording entity for now um which is fine and cool and less stressful so we had a great practice and then I walked home. So that was a beautiful, nice autumn Sunday. Um, let's see. The there was 
the other big news was it last that following week? Yeah, I took a day off. I took Veterans Day off because um there was no school. So I just hung out with Oliver and Julie kind of took a half day off. I mean, she has since she works two different part-time gigs, it's like she doesn't have to, you know, she just gets her work done. So she kind of um hung out with we all hung out together and we walked down to F&F at lunchtime for pizza where basically the entire neighborhood and all the kids not in school had gone to get pizza for lunch which was fun and as we're strolling down court street who do we see standing up at one of the tables but my brother and sister-in-law and younger niece and coco the dog so that was fun and after we ate pizza julie and oliver went to saint mary's playground around the corner and i was still eating so i just kind of was going to catch up with them um but then I wandered into Black Gold, which is the record store slash coffee shop um, next door to F&F. And I noticed that they now sell cassettes. And they also sell other like kind of pop cultural, pop culture like ephemera, not just used records anymore. So somebody must have brought in their tape collection. But I bought four tapes that day, which was Rush Presto, Rush Hold Your Fire, U2 The Unforgettable Fire, and Peter Gabriel. So these were like four or five dollars a tape which I think is fine, maybe tiny bit. Actually, they were $3 and $4, um, which is a fine price. I mean, and I will probably play them, but it's more just like I like these objects and I like having them on my cassette shelf. Uh, so that was cool. And I got to sit outside and drink a coffee there outside of Black Gold and look at my tapes, and it was very nice. And then... Um, Later on during my day off, I walked over to St. Gambrinus Beer Shop, shop, um, which is S-H-O-P-P-E, on Atlantic and 3rd Avenue, and I bought a four-pack of uh, a beer by a brewery uh, called Back Home Beer, and they don't have their own place. They use other, they use a brewery on Staten Island, but it's just this woman who is Iranian-American and she brews like beer and recipe I, recipes either from or inspired by her family in Iran. And I guess her grandfather was a brewer. So I had the uh, Persian style lager, it was called, which is just like a clean, normal lager with um, Persian blue salt, uh, she calls it. But it was just kind of like a nice crisp beer. Really good. Um, and it, she, I guess, apparently lives in Cobble Hill, like right around here. And she's only, from what I can tell, she's only had two beers out so far. Um, but, yeah, it's called Back Home Beer. Um, and if you look on Twitter or Instagram, I think, like, her her name is always, like, something like uh, Born in Iran, Brewed in New York, something like that. But it's really cool. It's like, what a cool brewery or beer that is happening around here. Um, like, a female Iranian-American brewer is, um, I think... Um, very cool and the beer is great uh so that was my day off like pizza tapes uh beer and hanging out with family very good um other than that uh the weekend we oh the weekend we actually had we went back to school on the weekend not like the movie but there was a book swap fair type thing in the in the playground in the outside area so we went to that which was fine and um but for me, the highlight of this trip to school and back was on out, on the sidewalk outside someone's house on Union Street right near Hoyt, somebody left a Pioneer V 
7400 DVD player, which is, you know, DVD players play CDs. I wanted it first. I've been looking for a CD player. And it is a um, kind of prosumer transport, they call it. So prosumer, of course, means it's like kind of a consumer product, but also like higher end and has like professional level customization and controls. And a transport, this is a term I didn't know until I Googled this object. Transport means kind of like a pro thing that you can take with you and it's tough enough to like withstand like being moved around. So it's like, yeah, it's like if you were a professional filmmaker or something and you used it for editing purposes or you would you know it's meant to be like carried around although it's not light but and it's got this really cool shape it doesn't have the normal shape of a receiver or a player like a rec- like a thin rectangle it's this long square it's like a square and then it's like extended and long and deep so it almost like sticks out past the shelf edge <laughs> uh but it is such a cool object and like the buttons are responsive immediately there's no lag it's solid it's not like a cheap machine um very happy i found it uh so that and i've just been playing a lot of cds lately now so that was like the exciting the exciting device news of the week um oh and then the final big thing of the past fortnight uh, occurred just yesterday evening, which was we had our first in-person meetup of um, the neighborhood Bourbon Brothers uh, Bourbon Group um, in two years. So Matt Tyson, uh, neighborhood stalwart, uh, bass player, formerly of Ghost Cube and filmmaker, uh, had been has been having like five of us or so over to his basement for a couple of years to have bourbons from his collection and we just drink bourbon he has a theme and a presentation every time and then we listen to records and stuff so it's pretty awesome but we haven't done it in 21 months so he proposed um and we are going to start doing it back in his house soon but he proposed doing it at travel bar where uh, mike the owner would just shut down the bar for the night it's on one of their closed nights and he would just prepare a private tasting for us um so we did that last night. So it was Matt, uh, another Matt, <laughs> Sam, uh, Pete, and my brother-in-law, Drew. And we just had a great time and drank a lot of good bourbon. And yeah, it was a blind tasting. So we would have like flights and then he would reveal what, like we would talk about which we liked most, this and that. And then he would reveal what they were. So one thing I didn't learn about till last night was how to properly taste I guess he, I think he said it apply, applies to all liquors, but um, to do a good taste, to properly taste something, um, take a sip, swish it around your mouth a little bit, but not like very, you know, dramatically, just like a little bit, swallow and then exhale through your mouth and then immediately take another sip and then like kind of swish and savor it and really taste it. So the first sip, I guess kind of cleans your palate and prepares your mouth for the second sip. And I couldn't believe it, but it was immediately noticeable how much more I tasted it <laughs> and how better it tasted. Just like from from that piece of advice and then and we all the all of us were like, wow, that made a difference. I will never not taste that way again. Um it was a very good little uh tip 
and I, I've been thinking about it a lot. Like, I can't wait to taste something again so I can use this tasting, the, the actual professional tasting um, technique. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was a great, great night. And Pete brought Baby Luke's pizza, which was awesome. Um, and I brought like little gifts for everyone because we hadn't seen each other in so long. And I, I got tapes from Black Gold. I went back to Black Gold yesterday and I got cassettes kind of curated to everyone's taste. So um, Matt Tyson got... Um, the church uh he got a church cassette uh sam got the de la soul me myself and i because single the other matt got risky business soundtrack Drew got dire straits brothers in arms and pete got a rattle and hum cassette and uh, i got myself the la bamba soundtrack um so very fun night and that's been the last two weeks around here um uh, what else? Guess I can move on to music and then we can wrap this up, I guess. Uh, listen to a few albums and I've been, I use Quobuzz most of the time, um, as my streaming service, Q-O-B-U-Z. And one of my very few, um, complaints about it is that they don't have an extended personal listening history. So it only goes back like five items. So I can't just go back and look, remind myself of what I listened to, but Anyway, the albums I've listened to in the past couple of weeks that I remember that I listened to are Things Take Time, Take Time by Courtney Barnett, uh, the guitar rocker from Australia, and she is awesome, and this album is great. And I love the first single, which is the first song on the album. It's this mid-tempo um, song. It's not, like, it's not like a typical first single, from her at least, and I love it. Uh, so yeah, that album's great. I listened to the new Damon Albarn album and it's called The Nearer the Fountain, More Pure the Stream Flows. Um, and I guess it was recorded in Iceland, which is where he lives half the time and has for a long time. And it's very, it's almost like an ambient album, but it's like ambient pop. It's like an ambient themed pop album, uh, but very like kind of slow and mystical melodies and songs really pretty i love it and then also very kind of ethereal and mystical and um, misty is um a, a soundtrack called come on come on c apostrophe m-o-n c apostrophe m-o-n by aaron and bryce desner um from the national and it sounds like it was like Bryce's project and he brought Aaron in because it's under Bryce Dessner's artist, you know, on streaming platforms. But but then on the cover, it says Bryce and Aaron Dessner. Anyway, it is great. It's uh, very much a soundtrack. It's a score, um, but it's dreamlike. Like you feel like you're floating when you're listening to it. It's very pretty and very dreamlike and very ambient. So whenever you are looking for that type of music for that type of mood, I highly recommend it. Uh, come on, come on soundtrack, uh, just came out and mixed by Bella Blasco, who is involved with a lot of national related things. And I only know she mixed it because, uh, she posted about it on Instagram. She was like, Hey, I mixed this and it's awesome. And it is awesome. And she did a great job. Uh, so yeah, those are the things I have listened to. I have read almost nothing the last two weeks. I'm a little ashamed. And, I've become like more, uh, like like less like concerned about getting books back to the library now that there's no more fines. But I do have a book I need to get back. I don't think I'm going to finish that Alec McGillis book 
on the one clickification of America, but it is good. Um, but I don't feel like I have to finish it because it's actually more of like a collection of chapters. It's in many ways, it's like a collection of Atlantic articles, basically. Um, but it was good. Um, I'll read more of it in the next couple of days because uh, it turns out the Carroll Gardens Library is closed for renovation until the 22nd. So I guess I'm going to have to try and return it at the Red Hook Library. Um, but it seems weird that this Carroll Gardens Library is closed for renovation because it was closed for like 18 months. It just reopened. I don't I don't get why they're closing again for a few weeks. But anyway, um, and I have to read that uh, Mark Ribot memoir that I borrowed, and I just renewed it today. Um, I can't imagine there will be a waiting list for that, so I could probably renew it several times, although it seems very short. Um, but then I want to go buy a couple of books. I want to go buy this book, Laser Writer 2 by Tamara Shopson. I saw uh, my friend Rick post the cover, and then that got me curious, and I read all these reviews that just came out. Um, and it's a novel about somebody who works at TechServe in the 90s, and it's about, it's very New York 90s, which I can't wait to read. And the there's this new, like, much talked about kind of new history of humanity, and the name and author is escaping me, um, but you may have heard of it. It's, it's a thick yellow book, and um, it's getting very, it's getting a lot of buzz, and I think it just came out two weeks ago. Anyway, that's on my mind, too, so I'll, I might go to Books Are Magic this weekend to get those. And other than that, I guess that is it. Um, don't know what else to say. Next week is Thanksgiving. Um, and we're not traveling far. We will go upstate a little bit. And yeah, other than that, speaking of upstate, if anyone is up near Woodstock, Saugerties, Kingston on December 18th, Saturday, December 18th, I Get Wild, uh, the Talking Heads band I am in, is playing at Colony in Woodstock, which is like right near the center of town, right near the drum circle, um, Saturday the 18th. So if you're up there, go to that and bring people because we're trying to get a lot of people to go because it's our first show up there. Um, and, and if you're in Brooklyn or the city, we're playing the previous night, the 17th at Littlefield. So that'll be fun. Um, so yeah, concert calendar, I guess. And that is with that, I will wrap this up. Uh, let's see. Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Um, from my favorite spot, by the window here in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. This has been episode 74 of the Conrad Life Report. Uh, see you next time.